The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. What's up, fellas? How are you guys? What's going on, man? Uh, we How's have, it going? We have got uh, Ryan Boatner and Kyle McDonald from Unguided on the podcast today. And I'm sure, I'm sure several of you out there are listening. We're not doing a video podcast today because we thought it would be really awkward if Ryan and I were sitting here talking to a phone. So we just didn't record this one. I think what we should have done is got life-size cutouts made <laughs> of them. Yeah. And then while they were talking, right. we could puppet their mouths. Yeah, yeah. puppet their mouths are like point. Like, yep, that's Ryan talking. Or, nope, that's Kyle talking. Or, we don't know who's talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. So uh, hey, I, did a, um, I did a Zoom call the other day. That was pretty cool. Oh, it yeah? It worked out really well. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, we haven't done that. Um, We're not high-tech enough for that. We're still figuring this out. I had to day. do one Zoom call this entire Corona. Who Zoom? Yeah, Who do you Zoom call? It was my grandmother's birthday, and the oh. whole family decided they want a Zoom call. And I was here at the office working, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm working." They said, "Well, can you call?" And I said, "Not really. I'm working." And they said, "You're going to call." <laughs> and so I called, and everybody was on Zoom, and it was the most chaotic thing I've ever been a part of. And I just kind of sat there, and they're like, "Why aren't you talking?" And I said, "Because all y'all are talking." <laughs> <laughs> and they said, what are you doing right now? I said, editing videos. And then they're like, I don't, what does that mean? And I said, I just, I'm just working. I really need to get back to it. So I'm a, I'm a head out. I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to make like a baby and head out. I'm a head out. I, I, I'm a head out. How, uh, how are you guys? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. It's 97, literally sitting underneath the shade right now. In Texas, oh, so. That sounds miserable. I just got back from Florida and hated every minute of it. Oh, wow. It can't be much cooler than Georgia, though, is it? No, you're, uh, whoever that was was really breaking up real bad. But it's actually not. It's not, 90 degrees in my truck when I drove here. Uh, it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem as bad as Florida. Florida was bad. It seems pretty Florida's bad. Florida's really human, man. Crazy human. Oh, dude, it's like a different world, though, man. You step oh. outside and you just, you know, get, pump some gas and you're well, drenched. Well, it feels, it feels like you've gotten pissed on when you step out of the truck. Yeah. I, I've always said though I'd rather I'd rather be in 110 dry than 80 wet hot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure, miserable. Well, uh, how was Louisiana? Speaking of wet and hot, me and Ryan worked in Louisiana for a little while. Oh and, God, uh, God bless brutal, you. Yeah, South Louisiana. We uh, repoed and delivered buildings down there. Oh, and it was a bad activity. That's, hey, the- that's one of the hottest <laughs> days I've ever ever seen or had was in South Louisiana. I think. The hottest I've ever been was in South Louisiana, in Venice. That's the hottest place on earth, in my opinion. It's bad, dude. God's miserable. If it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the fan on the airboat, between the bugs and the heat, like that place would oh, be yeah. in, that place would be unbearable. For sure. Yeah, but anyway, we wanted to get you guys on um, and kind of. I guess we could get you guys to introduce yourself for those of you that don't know who uh, the unguided guys are. Um, y'all kind of tell us what you're about and what y'all are doing and uh, all the all the good jazz y'all got going. 
Well, go ahead, Ryan. I'll let you start us off. Uh, well, I would just say we we're just your everyday typical YouTubers. You know, we think, well, at least that's what we call each other. But uh, we're just uh, your average guys that just started filming our hunts and uh, try to start throwing some stuff together and just to share it. And it's kind of just taken off. We're we're from Texas, Alabama, and uh, just we hunt all over the place, fish all over the place. We've gotten into going out west a lot during elk hunts. And, uh, we just thought, you know what, we've – we always like to video our stuff with our cell phones and stuff like that. that's how it kind of started out. And I was like, we might as well just buy, you know, a decent little camera and uh, consumer grade and wind up filming some episodes and put some stuff together just for the fun of it. And I was like, dude, we ought to just throw some stuff on YouTube and see what people think about it. And so it's kind of how it, kind of how it started. So you started out, you started out on, uh, you know, the phone, then you went to the consumer phone and then you realized how much money can actually be spent doing this exactly <laughs> and it's it's yeah. a really it's a really cheap you know hobby isn't it oh god <laughs> we haven't even tapped into it i mean no yeah and i'm, I'm already a little bit worried about it. I already i already have too many hobbies as it is and then you know i turn around and see these cameras that we're looking at and i'm like golly man i'm gonna have to quit some of my other hobbies exactly well it, it it's rewarding and it's hard to you know it's hard to explain to people and i'm sure you've had this conversation with people is when you talk about filming hunts and they're like, well, you know, it's really expensive and this, that, and the other, and it's really hard to do. And it's this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yeah, it's all those things. It definitely is. But when it's successful, when it, when it happens like it's supposed to, it was worth all the expense. It was worth all the extra work. It was worth all the headache for that one, you know, that one time when it's epic, that one time when the deer comes in, that one time when the elk comes in, the one time when the fish are acting right, it's worth all those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I'm Kyle. And technically we go by unguided outdoors because there's like a unguided is actually a heavy metal death metal rock band. Did so you know that? We, <laughs> are they good? Yeah, did you know that? No, yeah, I didn't. Know. I don't know if they're any good or not. I'll find but, out. Uh, when I'll we find started, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we started trying to buy the domain and whatnot, uh, I was like, okay, well, here we go. So we actually, uh, trademarked unguided outdoors. And so, like, you can find us on any social media platform or wherever by that full name. But if you search Unguided, you're going to get some weird, like, Death <laughs> Angel type stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified so you that. Know. The Unguided, yeah, 126,000 yeah, sure. monthly listeners. So, not, it must be pretty decent. Dang, that's not bad. 126,000 monthly listeners. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But, uh, nice. so, um, so, Kyle, you're from, you're from, you're one of the ones from Alabama, and then Ryan's one of the ones from Texas, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay, so, so where's everybody from and who's all part of the crew? Okay, so I'm from Mobile, Alabama, and then Ben uh, lives about about an hour and a half north of me, and then the other two dudes, I guess Ryan can answer for himself. Yeah, I live just north of Fort Worth, and JJ just lives maybe 10, 15 minutes further north from okay. me. So when people ask where I'm from, uh, I usually, you know, I tell them, well, kind of the DFW area and, or Fort Worth, and they're like, oh, like, so Dallas. I'm like, no, Dallas and Fort Worth are completely different <laughs> if you've ever been there. So, but yeah, I, Fort Worth is kind of the main area we were at. I got you. Everybody's always asked, like, uh, like how, how did y'all get together or, uh, you know, how, because we live obviously in opposite ends of the United States. So, 
uh, me and Ryan, actually, one of the first times we ever hunted out west, my mom's family is from Texas and New Mexico. And Ryan's family, when we were probably eight or nine, uh, went mule deer hunting with my mom's family. And uh, that's the first time that we had met. And it's kind of been, me and him has been hunting together about ever since. And then me and Ben and Ryan have known each other from church camp since we were 13, 14 years old. And then we've known JJ. I think we met JJ when we was what? What was he, 16 or 17 on that Toledo trip? We may have been 17. Oh, yeah. So we were kids. Just oh. old enough to, our parents would just let us go that far and spend, spend the night somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, so. yeah, that's, that's kind of one of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about is kind of the dynamic between everybody. Like, how did you guys work it out? Like, you know, and the reason I asked that is because I think there's, you know, there's a ton of guys out there that listen that are trying to start maybe a YouTube channel or that are trying to do a TV show or a series or a web show or whatever the case may be. And they have a group of friends and then we you know one of them might film and one of them might be good at taking pictures. One of them might have lots of places to hunt and they have a hard time working out the dynamic on how to make those things jihad together to make a good series. So how, how have you guys kind of worked that out? Good. Well, we were actually, we were talking about this just not too long ago, but a lot of times when people want to start YouTube, a channel on YouTube, they, they think of just individuals that are on there putting their own content out and stuff. And you know, I have people ask me all the time, they're like, you know, why, you know, what if you guys get into some monetary sponsorships and then you guys are starting to make maybe some money at this, you're going to have to split this, you know, between all four of you guys, you know, have you ever thought about that? I really don't even think about that, honestly, because the way it works, it worked out so good for us because everybody has their own specialties. Uh, You know, like for me, I've like just always dabbled around with, you know, videography and Kyle was really good with with pictures. And then uh, then we just recently about I'd say probably about three or four years ago started going out west and. And Ben had had actually already been going out west to do elk hunts and stuff like that. And so uh, we were on a hunt with him, and uh, he was actually he was the, actually the one that came up with the name, uh, Unguided. But uh, we were out west, and we're like, dude, you should just be a part of our group because we don't know hardly anything out here right now, you know, what we're doing. And, yeah, the uh, only thing we had done was mule deer hunted. I mean, especially comes to elk hunting, we hadn't done squat. Yeah, we were as green as it came. So it worked out great for us in that aspect just because we were so, we have so much diversity with that. And then JJ came on, I would say, what do you think, Kyle? Probably about a year after we started it. No, it was, uh, let's see, we started in September. September the 18th was our first post. And then um, we filmed, you, JJ was, you wanted to film a bow fishing episode. So you all filmed that one bow fishing episode on the river. And then I think somewhere around uh, the time that we took Mike out, we actually called JJ, and that's when we'd done the tilapia shoot. And on that tilapia shoot, we was like, I, mean, I think we say in the episode, we're like, hey, you know, we're probably going to start seeing a lot more of this guy. So it was yeah. probably around that nine months range or so, you know, by the time that he come around. So it was about this time, you know, two years ago, or not yeah. two years ago, a year and a half ago. And we all, we all, all three of us had been bow fishing, you know, pretty much. Not as long as JJ, but we had all been bow fishing for a while. Well, actually, but, the first tournament JJ fished was Toledo when we fished it because they were fishing oh, yeah. out of 
Dustin Cole's trailer boat with the aeronautics. Yeah. yeah. And so we brought, you know, we, we, we were already good friends with JJ. I'd actually had a deer lease down here in Texas with him and was like, dude, you know so much about, you know, bow fishing, that side of it. It'd be awesome to have you part of the group too. And so it really worked out perfect because we, we pretty much can cover everything on the board that there is a do like all year round. Like there's not a time that we're not, you know, not doing something or chasing something, trying to kill it, <laughs> video it. So yeah. it worked out pretty good. Well, um, Ryer wanted to, Ryer wanted to ask about YouTube. What was, what was it? What you were wanting to ask about YouTube? I just wanted to know generally from, um, you guys who are really involved in creating content specifically from you for YouTube. And I know, um, I knew you guys had a pretty big milestone the other day. What was that one for subscriber? Uh, count? Yeah. 20,000. Yeah. That's so, a, that's a chunk it, of folks watching your guys' stuff. What's crazy is, is it took us a year and, uh, this time last year, I don't even think we had 500 subscribers. <laughs> so it took us like a year and some change to get to the first thousand. And then, like, last year in November, I think we hit, like, 2,000. And then our goal before the ATA, you know, uh, was to hit, I think it was, like, 3,500 3, or something like that. And that was in January. And then we hit 10,000 in March. And then, so from March in the next few months, it kind of snowball effects, to be honest. Once you, you know, so, like, the first 3,000 took forever, and then now we're, you know, we're hitting 10,000. We're averaging about 5,000 a month, uh, close to it. Now we are. So for the month of June, we should finish the month up somewhere around 23 to 26,000 subs. Dang. That's a lot. What, what, what's some things that you, that you can attribute it to, you know, that snowball effect? Is it just the amount of content? Is it how you're posting? Is it, is it you know, the, the, the copy that you're putting with the, with the different posts, is it the hashtags? Is it the tags that you're putting? Right. On? What, what I you? would, I would say just consistency, honestly. Yeah. And it's hard to do that, especially being, you know, with all four of us, it's a little bit easier because you know Kyle does do a lot of video too, and I'll say that. You know, I know earlier I was talking about him doing most of the photography, but Kyle and Ben, you know, they're together, and then me and JJ are together, so it's a lot easier. But the more you post, I guess you know Kyle can and dabble in a little bit more but i guess they they youtube starts to suggest your videos more and start sharing your your content and so the more you post the more consistent you are i feel like is is when you start seeing your views and subs starting to go up and i'll let you know, what, what do you think about what do you think about the content getting better you know because from when um, you guys started to you know to now obviously the content's better and and more oh, polished yeah, I mean, do that, you think that's got a lot to do with it yeah, I, mean, well, I feel like that goes without being said, honestly. But uh, the con, yeah, the, the content itself is definitely got. You know, the the more we've actually, you know, we've been following you guys, and I was actually joking with Kyle because he was asking us how. Uh, I think one of the questions was, uh, um, "How did we?" I can't remember how you worded it, but how did we? I basically asked you like. Uh, how are we improving you know, our content as we go? Yeah, learning curve is what it was. What the was learning, learning curve. curve. And I, I told Kyle, I was like, well, I was like, pretty much I just, I've just been watching Ryer and <laughs> Caleb this whole time. And just copying them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'll say this about YouTube. I actually run a, a Facebook group called a YouTube Outdoor Creator. So anybody listening that's interested, because there's really no help. And this is something I learned, uh, like, 
trying to power through algorithms and whatever else. I mean, YouTube will, to me, YouTube's a mental game in the sense that like me and Ryan, when we first started posting videos, we was just like felt so beat because you'd spend all this time on, on effort on putting a video out and then you'd get just a couple hundred views and then you may have one or two likes and then you get that dislike and then it would just, you know, crush you. Uh, one thing that we learned, the dread it, yeah, I remember like we had somebody like get on there and start bashing our content, and like I was just getting in an online keyboard war with them, and like Ryan had to talk me off the cliff, you know. <laughs> but, right, I mean, we're about we ready so to throw some to virtual hands. You're ready to throw virtual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were just Hold so up. sensitive about our YouTube content, you know. Yeah, and so I think that if I had to give anybody a piece of advice, and this is what we tell everybody in the outdoor creator group for YouTube. <clears throat> Um, is first of all, is consistency. Uh, second of all, is think your content sucks. And this is probably the biggest thing that me and uh, Ryan have done is we're extremely critical of our content. Every time that you know he'll he'll FaceTime me or if I'm at his house while he's editing, I mean we're so critical of our content. I mean we're like, man, this yeah. is just terrible. Or we'll compare it to somebody that's way better, and we're like, we've got to do better. And so we've kind of. I guess gotten to the point where we always want to improve and our audience is seeing that. And I think that helps with YouTube. And yeah. then I don't know. I think that those are two major things though, that'll increase it for sure. Well, one thing, how do you think, and I kind of a two part question, how do you think length plays a role in that with like, what like the length of the video? Because what we found is YouTube generally likes a longer video. And second, which is what we talked about at uh, ATA show, how has like TikTok and some of the other social media platforms played a role in it? Um, I'll, I'll answer this just because I spend a pile of time on our social media platforms and whatnot. Um, the link far as on YouTube videos, me and Ryan go back and forth all the time. We're pretty big Randy Newberg fans. Uh, we watch, he, Ryan watches a lot of Chris B. I'm a Chris B fan. Um, I'm trying to think of what some other YouTubers. I, I kind of like the Lunkers uh, TV. He's got a really good camera guy. Uh, one of the other Googans has got a good camera guy. And it, it's so torn because you, you get into like, uh, and we watch Born and Raised Outdoors a lot as well. Uh, sometimes like Born and Raised, and what you'll notice like Born and Raised and Hushin, sometimes they'll put out linked videos and what they're doing there is accumulating watch time, which actually pays better. And, and it will get your video suggested if you have those. Uh, watch times because the longer the video is the more commercial so on and so forth but sometimes you kind of get a monotonous uh feel about it and then if you go to uh what's the guy's name sam soholt with onyx uh he's a seven eight minute video and it's almost too short because it's so good so you know we try to stay in between somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes a couple of our elk hunts around the 22 minute range um you know i I don't know. I, I don't, I can't say whether or not we've got one video that's 14 minutes long. That's done a pile of views. And then we've got some that are 20 minutes long that ain't done nothing. And then we've done the Ryan's elk hunt. Uh, it skyrocketed, um, on us the second that we posted it. Yeah. So I don't, you know, and it has a lot I, to do with personalities and stuff. Cause a lot yeah. of these YouTubers you'll see, they can get away with posting 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, some of these elk hunting episodes, I mean, and Caleb and I mean, you and Ryan both know how, much film that you have once you go film something like that and it, it sucks to just cut it down and condense it just because you're so worried about that trying to meet that you know 10 to 15 minute mark but a lot of youtubers have 
they can get away with it because of the personality in the video and stuff. And you're not almost, it's almost like you're not actually watching it for what they're actually doing, but it, you just feel like you're one of the guys and you're sitting there watching, you know, you're hanging out in camp with them out there in the woods and stuff like right. that. So a lot of times, some of these YouTubers you'll see, they'll be able to get away with a lot more time, but that's just, that just comes with just establishing your personality and your videos and getting comfortable around the camera and stuff like that. You can, you can keep people, you know, captive for stuff like that. So as far as the YouTube algorithm goes, I know that in the little bit of research that I've done on it, um, before I came here with Caleb, I was really trying to dig into it. Um, I would, remember reading a you ton about to, you haven't had time to do that since you got here no caleb i have not it's <laughs> <laughs> not no. like you're doing anything over there right come on man i, I just sit around here really right. just kind of hang i'm an office bum <laughs> send me I, instagram videos all day and memes yeah exactly it's it's called market research look it up <laughs> um but i I was reading a lot about keywords and hashtags and uh, titling and all of that thumbnails and I mean, all sorts of stuff like that. Have you guys dug much into that? And if so, what have you found to work and what, what is your guys' strategy with all of that kind of, I, I don't oh. know, backend stuff? I mean, it's not the video, but it's the things that kind of help YouTube recognize and hopefully promote it. I'll say this real quick and I'll let Kyle chime in, but we've, we've joke about the thumbnail. Like we, we laugh about the thumbnail being more important than the actual video itself, like for, mm -hmm. for clicks. And if you're trying to get the views, I mean the thumbnail and you know, Kyle can explain it a little bit better, but for sure thumbnail and titles and even the titles in the video itself. Cause a lot of times people will skim over a little bit of the, the actual title of the, the YouTube video and they'll actually just read what's in the thumbnail. And so that's something else you need to think about when you're creating mm -hmm. thumbnails. Yeah. So thumbnails, that was one of the things too that we increased our, we started posting consistently. Um, we changed our thumbnails. And if you go look at our thumbnails now, I title our thumbnails um, with the activity of what we're doing. So we went spearfishing the other day or they did. Ryan sends me a picture. I create the thumbnail. I use the app called Fonto. Um, and it's a really, really simple app. Well, we get asked all the time what uh, thumbnail app we use. So there you go. Um, and like we went spearfishing, big, bold letters. I put spearfishing on there. We're bow fishing. I don't care if we put out 100 bow fishing episodes. Big, bold letters. I'm going to put bow fishing on there. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with Ryan's bull elk elk hunt right there and what happens is is when people when i'm and i kind of always approach youtube like how do i watch youtube and i'm scrolling through the thumbnails i want to know without having to read the title sometimes and that's that's driven a lot of clicks yeah that's, and then of course i think you asked about tags tag, you yeah, about yeah. tags yeah okay so tags the best there's a um completely non-hunting related there's a youtube channel there's a guy named brian g johnson the guy's an absolute wizard, and uh, he explains a pile of stuff about YouTube algorithms, clicks, click-through rates. I mean, it's something that we could spend hours and hours going on. I mean, there's piles of videos on it, and you have to kind of weed through the people that call themselves gurus. And you know, like I said, I'm hooked on the Brian G. Johnson guy. Uh, tags do help, but a lot of them are so oversaturated in the um, in like our outdoor market because it's just like us with whitetail hunting. We tried to produce, you know, some whitetail hunts that we felt were like were really good whitetail hunts, but 
I mean, if you go look at the tag whitetail hunts and how many times it's been posted, anything with bow hunting, whitetail, whitetail hunts, you know, whitetail buck, whatever, uh, they're so oversaturated, it's hard for the algorithm to ever find you. So the only thing you can depend on then is your audience to drive that uh, click-through rate or to drive that watch time up. Well, if you don't have a big audience, most likely you're not going to, you know, you've got guys like the hunting public that are just going to dominate. And there may be somebody creating a better video than them, but you'll never see it just because it's so oversaturated. Yeah, I'd hate to be a I'd hate to be a, a show that wants to do only whitetails right now. I don't care. It would if be it's, brutal, man. If it's TV or uh, YouTube dude. or web, if you're only doing whitetails, man, good luck. Heck, even you asked even me a question elk earlier. Is, is very saturated. Oh yeah, public sure. land elk. Everything, is pretty saturated. Everything saturated, unfortunately. But yeah, no. The other question, the part of that question was TikTok. We we, we talked a lot we about that. We want the dark. We want the dark art of tiktok yeah the dark art of tiktok <laughs> that which thanks to you guys i'm now addicted to i am also addicted to so TikTok. thank you guys I, thank I, you but see but we're it's addicted scary, man. we're addicted to tiktok just as consumers we still haven't tapped in really on the content creation side we we need to we just frankly we don't have time but um as far as a, a medium and a social media platform it's by far my favorite i, I get, love it i go down so many rabbit holes with TikTok, <laughs> and uh, there there are some extremely funny, extremely creative, and extremely attractive people out there. It turns out, oh, yeah. Exactly. Did y'all see Caleb Francis with our hat on? Yeah, I saw we, that. Yes, we did. He pops Dude. up. He pops up. I was about. I was about time. to tag you guys on it. See, then I seen that I don't he, even, he commented yeah, I don't that even, on you guys. I don't even like. I don't follow virtual. We don't follow virtually anybody. I mean, we yeah. follow Who, you. Yeah. Redneck Tech. Oh, I was talking. I follow lots of people. I don't see. I don't follow. Redneck Tech doesn't follow very many people at all. But that Caleb Francis dude pops up on mine on the for your page all the time. So apparently, he's funny. He is funny. He's 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 probably one of my favorite creators on there. He's funny, man. His little his little voice, his back and forth voice is so good. Did you all? (laughs) Did you all? uh, Like, did he just? He was just a fan and got the hat, and then you guys saw it, and you're like, hey. That's our freaking hat. <laughs> no. Um, so, like, me and Ryan, like, man crushed on Caleb's stuff. Just because his humor is all over the place. And some of it's, like, really, like, you shouldn't laugh at it, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> the best kind of stuff to the, laugh those at. Those are the best ones. He liked one of our videos. And so I just screenshot it, and I sent it, or I posted it on our story, and I was like, we have arrived, and I tagged it. <laughs> well, then he start, and then he started following us, and this was on Instagram. And then, like, next thing you know, like, we're messaging back and forth. I'm like, dude, I'm going to send you a hat. Because he wears the same style flat bills that we have. Yeah. And I sent him a hat. He's like, I'm going to wear it in a video. And it turns out he'd done a commercial for Uncle Uncle Cracker's music video. And he was wearing our hat in it. <laughs> so <laughs> random, dude. We have a hat in Uncle Cracker video. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that's crazy how the world works sometimes. Yeah. It's like, hey, I saw your your hat on an Uncle Cracker video. How did that happen? <laughs> well, how much how much time do you have for me to explain this? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. It's First weird. of all, we laughed at a joke that we should have never laughed at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah so now and it went from there. Yeah, now we have to go to church and pay our pay our tithes because of the the joke we laughed at. But hey, man, exactly. we got us on an Uncle Cracker video. I didn't even yeah. know Uncle Cracker was still around. Is Uncle Cracker still? around? I know, dude. Apparently, apparently, apparently he is. Apparently, he's making videos with our hats on. Dude, they're so yeah. like some of my favorite ones, and this is probably embarrassing to say, 
but is ones that remind me of my wife. It's all the mom ones that like like are aggra- you know talking about <laughs> wanting to get done with quarantine so they can drop their kids off at their grandparents. Like uh, those are some of my favorite ones. I send those <laughs> to my wife all the time. I'm like, I, that is hundred percent you right now. But yeah, yeah. Dude, we go. We, so, so, so so talk to me about y'all's TikTok fame because I know y'all have done a bunch of TikTok stuff and gotten tons and tons of views. So kind of walk through that strategy for me. Well, it's 100% going to be Kyle, 100%. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it, so. Yeah, I don't either. But, um, so how TikTok ever even came about, my wife's nieces and stuff, you know, they all have TikTok. And uh, I had been watching them on the app, and this was right around the time that we just started Unguided. And uh, I've, there's a couple, like, really dominant Instagram. Uh, I'm going to have to kind of go around to get where I need to be. So there's a couple, like, really dominant, like, people that run Instagrams. Uh, if most people don't know there are like actually people that you can pay to run your Instagram pages. Oh, well, yeah, I know sure. a few, I, and there's people that make like big money doing it. And then there's people that know algorithms. There's people that have, I know a girl that got banned on Instagram from uh, outdoor posts that she had or whatever. And it was like shadow band on phone her. And whoever runs her account, this girl's crazy wealthy. Whoever runs her account has like executive numbers to, to Instagram unbanned her. Uh, I don't mean, I don't know. There's no telling the kind of money that costs, but, Anyway, so I've I would like to have people. some numbers of people at Instagram. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would like, really hey, like to have this? those numbers. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm tired of them sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy, you know, how deep all that goes. But anyways, there's a, a Facebook group for it, and I joined it, and there was a couple outdoor people that I connected with. And I'm like, guys, I need to know, like, how often should I post? How should I hashtag? Whatever. Met a couple people. Well, one of the guys that I met, um, he – sends me a message he's like hey dude you've got really good content you need to go look at tiktok he said i think there's a market for you out there i was like okay i was like well i'll try it so i just had ben ryan and jj send me all the videos off their phone i made a few videos on my phone and i was totally against it the yeah, whole time right? i might like, have been a bigger hater i don't know how long he messaged me for videos and i refused to send it to him i remember thinking like you would send me a text i'm like i'm not sending him that video so you can put it on tiktok i was like that, <laughs> that video means too much to me like i'm not gonna <laughs> post it on tiktok <laughs> tiktok yeah, he is was for brutal 12, tiktok is for 12 year old girls what are you I talking know. about yeah right and then yeah. he goes well hey he's like your video got like a million views overnight and i was like okay i'm gonna send everything i've got <laughs> <laughs> it's coming your way yeah so i get on there and this is in uh, october and like by december we've got fifty thousand followers now, it may have been like six weeks it wasn't even by december it was before and um basically i went through tiktok started searching everything i'm like there's nobody right now on here that's producing anything and see like pre Every, before it was popular to be on Instagram, Instagram was the same way. I mean, Copeland Creative could have got on there, posted an awesome photo, and you would have re- had so much reach organically because there, it wasn't flooded. This yeah. goes back to what we were talking about, hashtags. It wasn't a flooded market. Well, same thing with TikTok. Yeah, it was a bunch of 15, 16-year-old girls and kids dancing. But then, you know, now you got guys like Sitka, Sportsman's Warehouse, Onyx Maps is on there, the Outdoor Channel is on there, on there? Tree. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't yeah. seen their stuff. They are. How yeah. have I not... How have they not targeted me? I feel like I'm only seeing the same, like, 50 people, and I don't follow anybody. So I don't know. I need to figure out how to branch out. Apparently, it signs an algorithm to you, and you are stuck inside that algorithm. Virtually, I have mom videos and, you know, (laughs) bad humor is what what my algorithm is. Yeah, if you – 
if you just if you get tired of seeing stuff like that the same stuff i just go in there and start searching like you know hunting or fishing or you know a brand name or something like that and it'll it'll start popping videos left and right i like got you, you yeah it's super easy sick has got one video and i'm not impressed <laughs> <laughs> but our first video ended up hitting it was a video of ben drawing back on a spike bull uh and the thing got like three feet from him and i think it's at like 11 or 12 million views right now and i was like wow this is easy you know and uh, everything that I was posting afterwards was just stuff that was completely shocking everybody on TikTok. They just hadn't seen it. So I had that shock factor. And uh, well, we yeah. were one of the first outdoor pages on there, weren't we? Yeah, all the way up. And at the ATA, we were the largest outdoor page on there besides Black Tip H. Uh, okay. Then there was a bunch of the outdoor chicks. That's another discussion. Got on there half naked and then they blew a one got it outdoors out of the water yeah well y'all they have something you don't and we're not going to talk about it yeah yeah the biggest thing with tiktok is uh and we don't do a whole lot of creating now we just like uh cut videos out of other stuff we've already filmed but if you're like going to to film organically and try to grow it the biggest thing to do is just watch a pile of tiktok put an outdoor spin to it and post it you know, music is everything. The time frames normally between 10 and 20 seconds. Anything over 20 seconds, it, a lot of times the algorithm won't show people. Uh, don't use no more than three hashtags and only use really relevant hashtags and never post out of your genre. Uh, if you post out of your genre, TikTok like changes your audience up and it takes like, I think I posted a elk or not elk, a steak cooking video. We got like a million and a half views. Well, for six weeks after that, all the people was watching our stuff was cooking people. <laughs> and so it completely messed our stuff up. And now it's getting back to where, you know, we've got the bow fishing, bow hunting crowd back, you know, watching our stuff again. Oh, so no, so no more huntresses watching your stuff. I guess you haven't posted any of those videos lately. No, no, we ain't posted no more huntresses <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, um, I wanted to talk to you now about uh, kind of, you know, we kind of talked about the learning curve a little bit, but you know, you, you guys have come a long way from when you started so showing us stuff and started asking us questions to where you are now. What do you, uh, what do you feel like has been the biggest thing on the production side? That's, that's really helped you. Um, and then, you know, then I want to talk to you about the, the post-production on the editing side. If I let Ryan answer these, uh, I would say equipment, you know, we've, we've invested a lot more into our, you know, our brand and our name. And we've, we, and that's another thing that's really nice of having four people there. We can split it four ways. And so, you know, when I say we started out with cell phones, like literally we're filming everything with cell phones and then we graduated from that to just a consumer. And then this past year we bought a couple of professional grade cameras and, and it's just for me, for me doing, I do most of the uh, editing. It's just, I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch, I watch a lot of y'all stuff and I've just, I just have a, a hunger to do better every time, you know, like, and I'm, like I said, I'm Kyle's probably the biggest credit I would say other than myself, actually JJ was telling me today that I was the pickiest person that he's ever met. And it's, it's true, but it's just, you haven't met just Ryer. watch. 
<laughs> you Watch haven't here. met Ryer? <laughs> I have heard Caleb. <laughs> Ryer's pretty bad. I'm so mad yeah. right now because Caleb is the pickiest person you'll ever meet. No. He won't. You won't drink sweet tea no, if it's not made within a five mile radius of your house. We're talking about. We're talking about editing and production. We're not talking yeah. about life. Oh, see, that's there's that little caveat there. Yeah, exactly. I may be the pickiest person in production. Are you not listening to the conversation? Are you asleep? We're talking about production. <laughs> Just throwing me under the bus like that. God dang. <laughs> Just sitting over here listening and having a good time, and there it is. <laughs> Shoot. So, yeah, no, but so I'm assuming the more you do it, the easier it's getting, though. You know, that's what yeah. I tell people is it, it, like, the best way to learn how to be proficient at shooting, the best way to learn how to be proficient at editing is just go out there and do it and do yeah, it and exactly. do it and do it and do it over and over and over again. And then it's going to, then you're going to get to the point where you're like, okay, now how do I make it better? Okay, exactly. And it's, it's about, yeah, you know, the more you do it and it's almost like, and I'm sure you guys know that, you know, know this, but it's almost like you have to stay a, a step ahead of everybody when you're filming, like when you're dealing with the guys that I deal with, deal with filming, man, it's like, I've got to, and I know you guys do this too, but you literally have to go back and tell them, okay, stop. You're going back and you're going to do that again because I've got to get that on video. And that comes with just doing it. Like you're saying over and over and over. And it gets to the point where you know what's about to happen. And so we try to, we try to stay as natural and as just, you know, normal as we can be. Cause we feel like that's what our audience like. And, so it gets to where I, I know exactly what's fixing to happen. I'm already in position. I'm waiting for it to happen. And like you were saying, you know, that just goes from just doing it over and over and over with these guys. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a learning curve, but it, it gets easier for sure. Yeah. In order to get better, you got to suck first. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. In order to get better, <laughs> you got to suck pop. first. That is, yeah. that is, that needs to be a t-shirt. In order to be better, you've got to suck first. <laughs> it probably is already. God, that's good. Right. I like that. Yeah. Words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That should be the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually put that as a subtitle for sure. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's a really good. But I mean, line. it's a it's a truth, man. I mean, we and and right, Ryan was talking about being critical. We watch and everybody like we get these messages on Instagram all the time, and I handle our Instagram. Like, man, you know, I want to I wanna upgrade my stuff, and I shared y'all's film school, and we had planned on coming to the film school. It just worked out where we're not going to get to. You know, everybody wants to have 20,000 subs on YouTube, but nobody wants to suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody wants to – if you don't think we – in the outdoor group, I actually banned some people because they kept posting horrible videos, and they are like, watch it. Let me know what you think. I'm like, they were horrible the first five times. You know, <laughs> they improved it all. Yeah. <laughs> so if, and I think that you just can't, for for lack of a better term, you can't think that your poop don't stink. You yeah. know, it all, everybody's oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, dude, and some of my first videos, oh, my God, they are so bad. I wouldn't yeah. show them to nobody. I mean, yeah. do you guys, do you guys, I mean, me, this is like mine and Kyle's relationship are for sure like, Kyle probably is the hardest on me. Well, I say he is. He's actually really nice about it, but I take it the hardest whenever he criticizes anything I do. And, like, I can I can go through, like, 100 comments on YouTube about how bad it sucked and everything, but if Kyle says something about it, it, it pisses <laughs> me off to no end. But, like, do you, do you and Ryer do that? Like, do y'all guys go through stuff with each other and say, hey, tell me the truth. What do you feel about this? Yeah, we, I know tr- that's- we, yeah we try and be, you know, we try and be that for each other, but um, I think it, 
I think we're to the point now to where it's – the only thing that sticks in my mind is blue stem right now, and I know how, how soft of a subject that is for Ryer. But I'll cry. But it's one, it's one of those things <laughs> to where we'll, we'll literally call each other in and we'll say, like, he, he walked in earlier and I was working on an open for a new thing that we're doing, and I'm not happy with it. Why I'm not happy with it, I can't put my finger on it. I know the, the, the one thing that I'd like to have is more time because I don't have as much time with this edit as I'd like to, but yeah. I'm just, I'm, it's not there for me. And I showed it to Ryer and he's like, yeah, it looks good. looks fine. What's wrong with it? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just yeah. know I'm not happy with it. And, um, and that's generally the, that's generally the thought process that we go through or we'll have something where like, eh, eh it's okay. I'm not a hundred, you know, I don't like that. Or I really like that. We don't, I don't really think we've had anything that we're, like overly critical of other than blue stem. I think you had a couple, I, there was something that I made and you were like, Nope, don't like it. Do it again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was. I don't remember what it was, I but either. I thought it was cool as crap. And I sent it. It was like I'm a little, my name on that. it was like a yeah. 30 second piece or something. I don't, uh, remember that's that. the, I don't know what, that's I don't know what it was, struggle. but I sent it to you and you texted me back. You're like, I don't like it. I don't like that song. Do another one. <laughs> Oh, dude. oh my god! Good style to the T. And I was like, oh well, okay. <laughs> I thought what? I was gonna be done. I guess I'm not now. <laughs> I don't remember well, that. But usually, what That's Caleb does my... is he talks me off cliffs. Is what he does because oh, yeah. I get I get a little bit too into it, like, and I like, like we I talking, hate it so much. We it were sucks. talking earlier. We were talking earlier about the pickiness. This is what we're doing here. Is I'll have to yeah. walk in there. He's been working on the same. 20 second section for the last four hours and I'm walking there. I'm like, listen, dude, it's fine. Like All right. two frames aren't going to make or break this thing. Like let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not fine. When I was doing <laughs> those, when I was doing all those edits that we had to do for the blue stem yeah. last night, yeah. I, there was, I still wanted to continue to change things. I know you did still. I thought yeah. I was going to have to do it for you. I really did. The whole time I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have to go in there and do this for him because he's not gonna be able to do this. Which yeah. I, you're one of the, you're invested, I understand. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say one of the things me and Ryan run into is like, so unless and, and like you can see some of our personalities on video, but like unless you're around Ben and JJ and know them on a personal level, like me and JJ didn't know who the hunting public was. You know, Ben never watches anybody, but what, who's the guy that he talks about all the time? Ryan Whitetail adrenaline like yeah. he watches one guy these guys don't even watch youtube i mean ever <laughs> they don't know so it's hard yeah, it's yet. hard to have yeah. their kind of criticism because they see it and they're just like oh that's, that's awesome that's awesome like yeah uh, you know see i don't I, know about that and, and, and i think it's and i think we've talked about this before i think you consume your media where you consume your media some people yeah. are tv yeah. people some people are yeah. instagram only people some people are web show only people some people are youtube people um, yeah, right. I, see, I, I don't watch YouTube. The only time I go to YouTube is if I need to know how to do something. Um, yeah. like a yeah. tutorial. That's the only time I go to YouTube. Uh, I thought he was going to say, don't watch our videos. Well, and then my brother, my brother is a YouTubeaholic. That's all he watches. And I think, yeah. Ryan, you watch a good bit of YouTube, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. See, I just, I don't know. I think it's just, a. I don't know if it's an age thing or uh, I just feel like most of the things I watch on YouTube are very unpolished to my liking and I just don't like it. And then TV, yeah, yeah. you know, TV anymore. It's, it's, you know, 
it's gotten so bad because sponsors are asking for so much to be, you know, be able to pay for air times. And then web shows, you know, I, I know so many people that do them. I watch a good bit of web shows, but I don't, dude, I don't really have a series or anything that I just watch anymore. Like sit down and watch, you know, because it's that good. You know, I try and watch some of the films or the so-called quote unquote air quotes films that come out. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. and those just piss me off. So I've, you know, don't really watch a whole lot of those anymore. Um, I spent, well, we could have won the Badlands Film Festival had someone went elk hunting with us this year. I know. Well, we're, you know, <laughs> hey, what's that about? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's not happen there. I was going to go with them to Wyoming, and then Brock told me he's going to get me the New Mexico tag. And I was like, oh, I can't pass that up. Wait, last Are you still year? Getting no, it? this coming year. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's what. That's, well, you're a big, you're a big Netflix, HBO movie oh yeah, guy. That's I'm a big movie guy. I watch, I watch big production stuff. Like I don't watch much hunting stuff. I get my feel of that yeah. during the day. I don't, I just don't yeah. want to. And I try and draw inspiration from outside that industry. Um, that, even though, yeah, even cool. though I've got notes and notes and notes of things I want to do, that I have yet to figure out a good place to make them fit inside of a hunting, you know, bubble, just because they don't fit. You know, and, and usually when you, and that's the, that's the bad thing. And that's the, the taste that people have gotten in their mouth the last probably five or 10 years is when you go and you spend time and money on a big production element or some really big production value shoot for a film. Well, in the hunting industry, that's considered fake. You know, it's like, oh, that's, that's fake. It was like, no, they just did a really good job of production and telling a story. And they spent a lot of money to make sure the production looked good versus the guy that runs around with the handicam that just does 47 jump cuts and mm-hmm. voiceovers the whole thing that's considered good and that's just oh it drives me insane but you got to give the consumer what the consumer wants and I'm not exactly. and, and I have to tell myself all the time I am not the target market I'm not the target audience for outdoor content because right. I do not consume content the way most everyday blue collar, you know, guys do in, in terms of the hunting stuff, because that's, I have to create that to a certain standard for myself and for my clients. I can't watch it, you know, for the average guy. Like it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to step into that role in order to be able to watch things and, and enjoy them the way that they're put across and perceived on YouTube and web shows and, and even most television shows now. But yeah, that's it's me and it's, Ryan watch an absurd amount of YouTube. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't absurd know. Absurd amount. See like my brother like hours a day. Yeah. See my brother watches the hunting public. I can't, I can't watch it. I tried to watch it. Just couldn't bring myself to do it. And like the Pinhoti project, I know tons of people watch that. I can't watch it. Um, I've never watched that, and I've heard people talk about it. I've never even born seen and it. raised, same thing. Like born and raised guys, yeah. everybody raved, rant and raved about that. And I've tried to watch one. I'm like, yep, I'm not gonna make it through this. So but there is some, there is some good, some good uh, producers though on YouTube. Like I don't know, oh, you ever watch sure. any, uh, Yeti's Yeti stuff? Mm. Well, yeah, I've seen some of Yeti's, Yeti's films. I and stuff. love watching. That's one of my favorites. Is the Yeti. Yeti stuff? Yeah, they make they do a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get a contract to do one of their films because they also have great budgets. Ooh. Yeah, they, they yeah. remind me a lot of a lot of y'all's work. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I'd like to have it. I'd like to have 
a way to pitch some ideas. I've got three or four film ideas that could work as Yeti films. I just got to figure out who to pitch those to because I would love, love, love to be able to do one of them or all of them. Yeah, no kidding, dude. But yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that, that we're, you know, our goal is to get to the place to where we can take one or two projects like that a year that are, you know, five, ten day shoots in their two and three week edits and just really pour our heart and soul into the shoot. Well, as and, much soul as I can pour into anything yeah, being well, a ginger. Exactly. So, have y'all watched Donnie Vincent's Who We Are? Yeah, yeah, I have. I just, and um, no offense to Donnie, I just, I don't know. He's kind of a doucher. In my opinion, but you not didn't like that video, though, man. I like oh. the video. I just don't like. Him. I'm talking about the one video. I'm talking about just the one video. Well, it's not that oh, I, 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 I shouldn't say that. It's not that I don't like him. It's just he. I don't know. There's something about him that just bothers me. <laughs> Caleb's such a hater. I we're gonna have, have it. Right, and I, I'm the pickiest. I'm the pickiest oh, one. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry. I'm at, the pickiest at one. The ATA we talked yeah, about. I don't know if I. Like, I just don't really like that. You know, I yeah. just like what Ryan, I like. Caleb hated everybody at the ATA. No, <laughs> oh don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't do that. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I know, dude. Like they're talking to I me. Mean, Caleb's talking okay, trash so, about these dudes that I look up to. I've been in this. Life. I've been in this business too long, man. I know too many things. Um, yeah. No, but like at the like after the after the film festival, we were going to do a podcast on the film festival, and me and Ryer talked. <laughs> that that freaking no. Me and Ryer we talked, still have the notes. I still have the notes. Brutal. Me and Ryer talked about it, and I'm like, this is not. Y'all should have seen no. Caleb sitting there. I was sitting next to him, and <laughs> he whips out his phone. I went, uh oh, it's about to get serious. <laughs> And he starts noting. He starts taking notes. And I don't – he <laughs> he took so many notes. He's just sitting yeah. over there. I'd see him watching, and then something would happen. He'd be like, <laughs> furious typing. Yeah, then he'd look up, it. and it's like, Rah. Well, it, yeah. I just thought about it, and I talked to Ryer. I'm like, nothing good is going to come of a podcast of me reviewing those those films. <laughs> so we just didn't we just didn't do it. And I think that was well, a smart, you, smart move on our part. <laughs> I want to ask you a yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I want to ask you a question though. Um, and I would probably ask this as I was at your film school. How does and me and Ryan's talked about in fact we just talked about this a few minutes ago before we got on the phone call with y'all. How do you distinguish between like what's good and then someone putting their style on it? Um and and, and I guess what I mean by that is is like do you dislike because you know we're picking on you about being a hater, but like just coming from your professional opinion, you know, me and Ryan are really good at hauling buildings. That's what we do for a living. You're really good at making videos. But like when you see other people's stuff, like do you hate it because it's not your style or do you hate it because it's the video? How does someone develop their style along with keeping quality or is all quality the same? Okay, first of all, I don't hate it. I just, it's, okay. I just, <laughs> you're putting words into my mouth. Okay. I did, I did hate several of them, but anyway, he's not a hater. He just didn't enjoy those no, particular pieces. There are the first, the first, uh, it's going to be a couple of different metrics is what I'm going to judge something by first and foremost. Y'all better, better be taking notes. This is the yeah. Caleb Copeland video quality <laughs> rubric that you will be graded on. First of all, and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna talk in terms of films just to make it simple. If I'm watching a film, then it needs to be a film. And 
I'm going to hold a film to a way higher standard than I'm going to hold a YouTube video or a right a web series or even a television show. If it's a film, everything better be perfect. The sound better be awesome. The sound design better be there. The storyline better be there. The transitions, the establishing shots, all the basic fundamentals of video production, they better be there. Not a single one of those videos that we watched at the at the film festival had all of those elements. So right there, right off the bat, if you consider yourself a film and you can't feel the basics of what is required in production, right. I, you, are, you, you can't fall into that category. All right, so if we want to dumb it down even more, I want to make sure that those guys aren't being lazy. And when I say being lazy, virtually all the films and all films ever in the hunting industry all they are is pretty songs, pretty shots over pretty songs with voiceover. And there's nothing special about that. If I see that, automatically thumbs down from Caleb. And then I just picture that scene what is it, in Gladiator, in Gladiator. Just with his thumb out and it's yeah. just boom down. So and then the 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 third element to that is are you using, using gratuitous montages? <laughs> and uh, there's lots of gratuitous montages that happen in films because... Gratuitous be- montage. Because, honestly, most of these creators don't know how to keep a story going long enough or to transition from one thing to another without a montage. Um, and that is just something that's, that's frustrating to me. Don't you know? You've got to fill the basic building blocks of what a film is. Um, and when I think of a film, I think of what you go to the movie theater to see. And that would mean it needs amazing production elements. It needs, you know, it's got to sound good. It's got to look good. It's got to captivate me in some emotional way. And um, nothing, and none, nothing that I've seen come out of the hunting world. Uh, with the exception of maybe one or two things have done that. And uh, that's it. it I'm going to hold a film to a way higher standard. And I right. think in, in all of my years of producing things, I've probably had two or three things that would meet that metric just because I've never sought to create a film, you know, and that's why we want to do that because it's something I want to challenge myself with and see whether or not I can even do it to what I think I'm capable of or we're capable of. Um, and I know that we can. I mean, I think we did it with Blue Stem, but then it got hacked. So um, Russian we're, collusion. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get into that anymore. But um, yeah, I was gonna say, what are we talking about? Yeah. So yeah. No. It, it's it's that's a story for another day, and we'll we'll probably talk a lot about that once it airs and it's done, and and we don't have to worry with it anymore. But um, I don't know. There's there's. And it's got to have an X factor. <clears throat> it's got to have something that you can't put your finger on. That's like, that was amazing. And I can't explain why. You know, it's got to make me feel something. It's got to make me, you know, go back to something. It's got to make me remember something. It's got to make me want to tell someone about it. Um, and that's and that's that's the X factor that's really, really hard to put your finger on, I guess is the best way of saying it. Does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I need another notebook. I ran out of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Badlands uh, they they just use that term film a little loosely. Oh maybe. yeah, yeah. No, it should be the Badlands short video series. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like holding his face. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I mean, I, and He's I know, like we and, promised we weren't going to get into this. And I know, and I know lots of people that have put videos in there, and I, I mean, in the they're solid videos. They're not films. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. And I get asked every year when we're going to put one in there, and every year I say it's going to be this year, and then we never, we never get around to it. Well, let's just collab. And uh, we'll be the personality. Yeah. No, I was going to say, Kyle, when you get that new notepad, just go ahead and write in there, unguided, do not put a film in the bad <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one. Well, here's the thing. If you put a film in the film festival and then you ask me to tell you what I think, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. He's very good at that. I'm not well, going to show you. Maybe I'll start sending you reviews instead of Kyle. He don't watch YouTube, though. Oh, this is true. Well, so, if, I mean, you send me, if you send me links to watch things, people send us links all the time to watch them and ask I us will. what we think. We we yeah. always try and take the time to do that. Um, now I'm hey, not, Caleb's going to be like, this isn't Dwayne Johnson. I don't <laughs> know what's going on with this junk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, last thing last thing we want to talk yeah. about is just something we always think people enjoy is like uh, Ryer wanted to ask, uh, what was it, their, what gear they're using? Yeah, people like to people like to know what everybody's running. Yeah. So what's your gear loadout? Um, so right now, I mean, like I said, we're still new to the game. Um, I think I I put, I sent something the other day. I I like I like running gun type setups for you know like for the style of filming that we do, and I usually film everything on auto settings, and I know that's a big no no over there, Caleb. Yeah, you're uh, right. you're you're creative. Virtu- you're virtually cussing on my air right now. <laughs> well, we we film auto settings on our big video camera, not on uh, yeah, not uh, on our not on our mirrorless. So that yeah, yeah, that doesn't make that. it better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does when you've only been doing it for like a year. I know, I know. But, uh, I'm just mess- I'm messing with you. Yeah, so. Right now, we actually just bought another one. We're using uh, it's a Sony NX80 is the model, and it's a great little handheld uh, camera. It has really good focus, um, has pretty pretty decent zoom on it. Uh, low light's pretty good. Low light, yeah, has like a one inch sensor on it, and we've we've grown to really like that just for for our capabilities right now for you know our know how. I mean they're. You know, there's some there's some YouTubers that we know that actually film with it, and I know you know filming with manual settings, you can you can get a really good picture with it, and uh, that's just what we use mainly for running gun stuff that we just don't have much time to change settings and stuff like that. And then Kyle has uh, yours is a Nikon Z50. I think yeah. Caleb, you actually played around with a little bit at ATA. With yeah, it. the little uh, that little DSLR, little tiny one. Yeah, yeah mirrorless. Yeah. Yeah, and it shoots it shoots a really good picture. The contrasts are really good out of the Nikon that we get out of it. Uh and then as far as my photography, um I'm probably because I have the Z fifty, I'm probably gonna be upgrading to the uh, Z six by Nikon. Um, but currently I have a Nikon D fifty or D seven fifty, I'm sorry, that I shoot all 
the photography on. I've got a, a Tamron 24 to 70 lens. And I really like it. The problem with that camera, it's a five, six year old camera. Uh, it just doesn't process low light like um, like mirrorless do. Uh, you know, I'm getting noise at ISOs that, you know, even my Z50, which is a way cheaper, smaller camera, is processing no problem. So I want the Z6 just for the low light capabilities. Otherwise, the the D750 and regular light's amazing. I got you. What's um? Yep. You guys, you just got a drone recently too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so a Mavic uh, Pro too. That's yeah. an upgrade. My wife watched some clips from it. She's like, "Why did it take you all this long to get one?" And it's like, <laughs> <we don't know. laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're incredible what they're what they're capable of doing, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, what's yeah, up? And, Go ahead. I was just gonna say, me and Ryan were actually talking about it right before we made the the purchase, and it helps so much with footage or just like Ryan was saying to like transition from from different scenes and stuff to throw in drone footage man it's oh just, yeah you can't ever go wrong with oh, that it's like cheating uh, yeah Kale and I were literally sitting and watching a scene and I was like how do I end this scene I don't know and Kale said eh just put a drone there it works every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we, I went and just it's like just a looked video at a drone shot holding the drone <laughs> yep drone shots man when in doubt go to the drone shot yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, another T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. When in drought, go when, drone. When in doubt, drone it out. <laughs> when in doubt, drone it out. Well, uh, exactly. what's what's coming up for you guys? What have you got planned for the fall? <clears throat> we found out two weeks ago, I believe, we got drawn again for Wyoming. Yep. So we're pumped. That's where we, me and Kyle, first went. We shot our first elks there. So that's kind of we've got to have a special place in our heart for that place. New Mexico last year. That's a different story for a different time, but yeah, kind of we like were, our Idaho trip last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that, but so we got Wyoming coming up in September. We're we're gonna try to do a couple more bow fishing episodes. We're trying not to over flood our channel with the same stuff because I feel like it it gets a little monotonous. But um, Kyle, what else? Uh, y'all are gonna come down to Texas. I'm actually not even gonna be able to do it. I've got something else planned. But yeah, they're gonna we've go. got a. Access deer and audit hunt. I think like July the eighth. Oh, 8th. I want to do an audit yeah. hunt so bad. That's one. That's on my list is audit big time. Where you? Well, we'll let you know how it goes. Going to West Texas. I don't even know where it's at. Yeah, it's, I don't know. it's south. It's southwest. And we actually have some friends. Um, they have a YouTube. It's called Gnarlyhorn. They actually got into some. Was it in Oklahoma, Kyle? Dude, Oklahoma or Texas, it's some public land somewhere. Yeah. Some dudes, and I don't know where it's at, and I don't want to be dropping on anybody's spots, but like, it's like literally public land, and you go there, and you can, if you get into it right, you can find odd out there. Dang. Right? It's not really a known thing. Yeah. Very cool. Well, who knew? Who, who knew? Ryder, you got anything else? And, no. Mm. So, elk, elk hunting, what are y'all, are y'all still going to the, y'all still got the place in Oklahoma? Oh yeah. Well, far as the yeah, uh, as far as gear goes, now we are filming a saddle series. So oh yeah, um, I forgot about that. Kind of a funny story, real quick. The whole reason that we got hooked up with our first monetary sponsor and actually made friends with this guy way before this ever happened. A guy named Sean Ferguson. That uh, he's one of the owners of uh, Trophy Line Tree Saddles. I'd like take these photos and post it on our Instagram of me in a tree saddle. Well, we had set up. We never climbed a tree or done anything ever in a tree saddle and me and my brother-in-law go hunting and I'm filming it. 
Well, he takes a photo of me in my tree saddle, and I'm tied in completely wrong. Like, it's a wonder I didn't die and it didn't snap off and I break. <laughs> well, I tag. I'm all proud because it's a banger picture that I posted. Well, I tag Trophy Line in it, and Sean goes, hey, dude, what's your number? Trophy Line. I'm like, well, man, why is this one guy wanting to call me? So he calls me. And he's like, hey, dude. He's like, Sean, I own Trophy Line. I'm going to go ahead and tell you you ain't tied into that thing right. Well, we just kind of made friends out of it, you know, and I'm over here proud of this picture. And uh, so anyways, fast forward to now, we've got a, a tree saddle series of where me, Ryan, and a few others, we're going to go film. I think we've decided on Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma. And we're going to try Texas. that in Wyoming. I think we're going to yeah. try to shoot one out of, out, of a, out of a tree in Wyoming. That'll be we fun. may try to shoot an elk out of a, out of a uh, saddle, and that would be cool. But we are going to try to film a tree saddle series this year. That kind of seems to be really popular, and we think it would be good to get into that audience. Very cool. Well, yes, sir. Well, guys, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate the heck out of it. Um, where can everybody find you guys on social media and on uh, YouTube? I know we've talked about it, but just give everybody a concise place to go look. Yeah, so you can basically find us anywhere if you just get on Google and it'll pull up wherever, but it's just unguided outdoors. Uh, if you want to buy some merch or know a little bit more about us, email us. You can uh, find that on www.unguidedoutdoors.com. And uh, I'll, if you write us on Instagram, whatever, I try to be really prompt in responding. Um, so that's really about it, my guess. And we appreciate you having us, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, for sure, guys. Heck yeah, man. Awesome. Well, uh, y'all reach out if y'all ever need anything. And I uh, uh, appreciate y'all taking the time to talk with us. Yes, yes sir. sir. Have a good one. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. All right. Bye.